Hey guys, happy first day. Welcome back to another episode of the Millennium Grinders. For this episode, I talked to Emma. She's a digital marketer who started her side business as an illustrator at the beginning of the pandemic. In just a few months, she gained over a thousand followers and she has been getting more and more clients. So I wanted to know how she did it, but also how she can handle growing a side business while being a full-time digital marketer. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Peter, content marketing specialist, journalist, and founder of The Grind. So The Grind is a platform dedicated to millennial creatives and coaches. If you want to understand how to build a successful business, make sure you subscribe. Every week, I will interview millennial creatives and coaches, and I will give you marketing tips. So welcome to the family. Hello, Emma. Welcome to the Millennium Grinders. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Yes, me too. So, you know, I connected with you on Instagram because of your illustrations. But when I visited your website, I discovered that you're also a digital marketer. So how would you describe yourself to my audience? Yeah, so I um, work for a digital marketing agency full time. Um, and then I just have my digital art business on the side. Um, so I, I would say my this is more my digital art is just my small business that I've recently started this year. But um, full time, I am a digital marketer. Okay, so let's talk about all that. Tell me about your professional journey, you know, like starting from being a digital marketer and then growing that side business as an illustrator. So I have always been very creative um, since the time I was very young. I actually went to an art high school and then I got a minor in studio art in college. Um, so I knew that for a career, I wanted to do something that was creative. And mm -hmm. I knew in college, I studied communication. So I went into marketing, hoping that I could combine both my creative side um, or include my creative side into my um, professional career. Mm -hmm. So I, I've always been very creative, love, love that side. Um, and then I kind of got into digital art just recently because um, my current job is more analytical. Um, so mm -hmm. my creative business allows me to channel my creative side. Um, so it's, it's nice to have both because with my nine to five job, I'm doing a lot of analytical stuff that's not as creative. And then with my digital art business, I do have my creative side. So I, it's nice to have both. And that's kind of how I got into my small business that I now have. You mentioned that you've always been creative and so forth, but illustration is something particular. There are many ways to be creative. So why did you pick illustration? So for me, um, so I've always done 2D art. So the painting, drawing, printmaking, stuff that requires a lot of space, a lot of supplies, um, or just a studio and resources that I don't have access to um, now that I'm out of college or school that has those resources available to me. So I, I had seen some people doing digital art um, online and I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like you can just use an iPad or, or a computer and do this. Um, mm -hmm. And I was like, that's great. Like I'll still be able to, I live in a small apartment and just creating a space 
for painting or drawing is just hard because there just isn't that much space. So I got an iPad and I just started one day and it's it's nice for me because I can do it anywhere. I can go to a cafe and sit on my iPad and draw. I can I can do it anywhere. I can do it in the car. Um I can do it if I'm commuting, just anything. So it it just is a lot easier because it's convenient versus going to a studio or setting up a whole spot in an apartment where I could make a mess with paints and and everything. So for me, um I love just the convenience and how how easy it is. I do miss um doing one day I want to get back into painting and drawing because I miss it. But it, right now, just living in a city and in a small apartment, it's super easy just to have an iPad that I can grab and work on anywhere. So that's that's why I chose it. And then also hoping that it would tie in a little bit to marketing. I can create digital work that I can use in my marketing job as well. Yeah, for sure. Like, especially nowadays, Everything is kind of creative, especially like in marketing agencies, you know, like you you have those creative teams, actually. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be an asset. Um, I wanted to know. So since March, you started to, you know, like being more active uh, with your illustration, meaning that you started doing it more frequently. Uh, what led you to that decision? Definitely um, quarantine and the pandemic. Um, so I started, I got an iPad last December, the end of December and the, during the holidays, um, and then started creating January, but just didn't have, you know, that much time. I didn't prioritize my time towards it, was still learning. Then when quarantine started in mid-March is when I was home all all day, all night during the weekends, wasn't seeing that many, like wasn't seeing really anyone at all. So I was just, um, I would pick up my iPad every night and then I just start posting. Um, so it really started when, when I had more time. Mm -hmm. And, um, did you think about making money at that time or were you just thinking, I'm just doing this for me? I didn't think about that really at all. I actually had, The first commission piece that I did was actually in early February um, because a friend of mine reached out to me and said that she had a friend that was interested in getting a piece done um, for a Valentine's Day gift. Um, so I actually, the first one I did was actually in February, but going into March, I, I didn't think of it really as something that would, that I'd make a lot of money off of. It was just more, I enjoy doing this. I'm having a lot of fun with it. So I'm just, I just keep posting. Mm -hmm. And actually, how would you describe your style of uh, digital illustration? Um, I would say that generally it's pretty, I would say realistic um, in terms of like the style. Like I, when I create work for people, I want them to be able to recognize their friends, family, pet, whoever it may be. Um, but also in general, I like having piece, making pieces that are empowering. Um, so I want people to look at something I do and feel a certain way about it. Um, so I, I like, I don't know if I would say it's necessarily activism art because it, it's not that it's not, but it's more, I just want people to feel empowered and kind of feel something from the pieces I create as well. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, last time you posted a video, um, you know, like going back into what happened since the beginning of the pandemic, you know, how much you improved and so forth. Um, I'd like you to share with my audience some advices for them, you know, like all those people who are getting into digital illustration, how can they improve their craft? I would say just practice, um, especially if you're coming from a different art medium. It definitely is a learning curve. I mean, it's it's a new technique. You do have to learn a lot. Um, just practicing every single day, practice doing different subjects. So practice doing people, animals, landscapes, buildings. Um, and I would just say the main thing is practice now that it's been I mean, technically I started in January. So now that it's going on my 11th month, um, I would say that it's just, just constant practice. I mean, majority of the days in since March, I would say I haven't, there hasn't been that many days where I haven't picked up my iPad and worked on something. So just, just the practice every day um, definitely helps. And you definitely kind of learn your style And it's just there. I mean, there was times when it's frustrating and you compare yourself to other people and it can be discouraging, but it's just the constant practice and, you know, don't give up and keep trying, keep going for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like it can be really a trap to keep on comparing yourself to someone else because it's it, it gets harder to find yourself. Yeah, definitely. It's especially now that there's so many digital art accounts and people doing it, it's definitely easy to compare yourself. Um, but if you're just starting out, it's just, you know, it, it takes practice. A lot of people have been doing it since around March or even earlier. So definitely would, it's, it's easy to compare yourself, but everyone's on their own path and it's just practice is just the number one thing that to help you improve. Mm -hmm. So tell me uh, something, what are the biggest lessons you've learned since January, you know, like working, well, developing that side business, actually? So it's definitely, um, I've definitely learned a lot. Um, I would say main things is don't let people take advantage of your time, your work, um, and your talents. And it's, again, what we just were talking about, it's really easy to compare yourself to other people. So just try to put that aside And then also when growing a business, especially on a place like Instagram, where numbers are so everyone can look at how many followers you have, how many likes you get. One of those, it's just, I've learned not to let those things um, stress me out because numbers don't really matter. Um, so biggest lesson is just, you know, don't compare. I stopped comparing myself to other people, just trying to do my own thing and doing creating work that I love. Um, and then just not letting people take advantage of your work, people asking for free work, um, for example, or just stay strong to like to your what you offer and your prices. And those are definitely the biggest lessons I've learned. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, speaking of people asking for free work, what did you wish they understood? So it's definitely a problem, I think, for all creatives. Um, people just assuming that they can get something for free. And I wish that people would understand that um, artwork is, takes time. It takes talent. Um, and it's not, you know, it's, it's something that 
we put so much care and thought into um, that I wish they they would understand that. And I look at it similar to um, like if you were to go get a haircut, you wouldn't complain about dropping $150 or if you want to go get Mm -hmm. your nails done and dropping, you know, $80 on that. And then it's when I'm like, oh, okay, this piece will be, you know, $70, for example. Um, And then they're like, oh my gosh, like that's so much. And just like, no, because it's going to take me, you know, four hours or two hours. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. So whatever it may be. So I'm very passionate about it, especially as someone who has studied art pretty much my whole life. And then it's, it's frustrating to see other digital artists um, charging five, $10 for something. And I wish the standard would change. Um, But it is just something that, you know, it takes time and you have to look at it as a, as a service, just like any other business. Um, It definitely a problem and it's frustrating, but I think people are starting to understand because more artists and creatives are definitely talking about it, which is helpful. Speaking about those relationships with clients, I think that, you know, creatives, they have to deal a lot with bad clients, you know, like any other businesses. But for them, I think it's a little bit tougher at times. So how do you personally handle bad clients without hurting your business? So this is something I've definitely learned along the way. Um, Definitely, I think it's important to state all of your terms at the very upfront, at the very beginning. Um, Just tell them, look, it's going to take this long. I can do these changes for you at like the X number of changes after it's going to cost this much. No, I can't do it for less. No, I don't offer refunds. Just state all of your terms. Um, and I think that definitely helps because they they have a clear understanding. There's not going to be any issues that come up after the fact. Um, so it's definitely important to state everything that you want them to know at the beginning before you get started. Um, and then that usually helps um, down the road if anything comes up. Um, and just, I think, just staying professional, being understanding. Mm-hmm. And also, I was curious about something, you know, since you've been growing that business on the side, um, what has helped you grow your business? Well, I would say that this this is actually interesting because I have some friends um, in the digital art community that we all kind of feel the same way. I think if I had started um, posting consistently in around January, March, and there wasn't a pandemic, I don't think my account business would have taken off as much as it would have. Oh, wow. Yeah, I really think that a lot of my following and, and business has actually come because it, there was a period of time when everyone in the world was, you know, locked in their homes. They were spending way, this is also just a theory. This is just kind of what I think, but, but people were spending a lot more time on social media. Um, so they were on their phones more. They, they were seeing stuff more um, because as soon as stuff started opening up again, um, my following, for example, kind of plateaued or slowed down. Um, and it was growing like crazy during when everyone was kind of on lockdown at home on their phones. And that's a, that's what some of my um, fr- like friends in the community say as well. 
So I think for me, I was just very lucky that I kind of started this during all of it because it's it's just kind of has taken off. But I would also say like I was very consistent. Um, you know, I, I post every week, multiple times a week, um, adapting to the new changes on Instagram. For example, there's reels on Instagram now. So adapting using those, just utilizing all the features of, of Instagram as well. But consistency and engaging with your followers is really important as well. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you because we always say that in business, timing is everything. So yeah, timing and consistency. Consistency, I really believe in that, especially because of the algorithm of Instagram, you know. Right, They want you on the platform, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and I think it's really cool to see that, you know, it's it's been a tough time um, around the world for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is really exciting and it's nice to see that there are some there are some good things coming out of it. I know so many people that have started um, doing digital art, selling print, selling other small products, just small businesses that have come about in the last few months. So it is really exciting uh, for those people and everyone, despite all the craziness and sadness in the world mm-hmm. and speaking about all that even though it's your side business what are the things you're struggling the most with I think sometimes um it can be tough because I have a 40 hour week job also I think it there's some days when I know I have work to do for my small business but I just I'm exhausted I I don't want to um and I think there's some that just some days are exhausting and I think that is the hardest. And there's some days like I, I wish I could dedicate a hundred percent of my time um, to my small business. But then on the other hand, I have all these goals and aspirations for my professional career in digital marketing. So there are just some days when it seems like a lot, there's a lot on my plate. Um, and it really is when you have a small business or a side job um you really are working when you're working for yourself. You really do feel like you're working all the time. I'm constantly Mm -hmm. responding to emails, DMS, like that stuff never really stops. So that sometimes gets hard. And there are some nights when I just have to tell myself, okay, I'm going to take a few hours off. I'm not going to do anything just because I think taking breaks is important. Um, But it definitely, there's definitely times when it's tough just because I feel like I'm doing so much and some of my days are just way too long. It's very interesting. So how do you plan to handle all this? You know, uh, earlier you were talking about setting limits, you know, with clients. Um, but how are you going to do that? Because as you mentioned, you have aspirations for your your career as a digital marketer. But at the same time, you want to build your side business. So how are you going to do all that? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. So So it's definitely tough. I feel like now that it's been, um, I've been doing it for some time, I have found like a pretty good balance and rhythm. Um, So I, you know, working, especially now that I'm for my job, I'm working uh, full-time remote still because of the pandemic. So before I'd have like a kind of a long commute. So I just, I've kind of gotten an hour back on my days Um, Mm -hmm. that I've, that I can use. And then also just, I feel like I've just gotten a good rhythm down. I've also just gotten faster, um, at how, at how fast I can produce work. 
um, cause I am better. I'm just, you know, I've just learned the process more. Um, and also I, 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 I limit myself. I only take a certain amount of commissions. Um, if it gets to be too much, I'll be, I'll refer them to a friend just if I don't have the time. Um, so it's just, it is, it is definitely tough and it's something I'm still working towards because I do, I am working on launching more products. So it is something that I'm still figuring out, but I also kind of just have, have a rhythm down. I have my days better scheduled and my evenings better. And I, I do spend weekends, um, hours on the weekends working on it. So it's, it is just kind of about taking the time and just prioritizing, um, prioritizing your time is definitely huge as well. And, um, you know, speaking about prioritizing, setting your limits with your clients and so forth, it goes back also to how you're pricing your art. And I was wondering, actually, how did you do it? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so when I was first starting and I was starting to get requests for commissions, I looked around at other people that had been doing it um, a little bit longer than me. And I kind of looked at their their general style, their price, because if they had their prices advertised, I would kind of use that as an example. Um, and then also the app I use actually has a time tracker. So on any piece you work on, it records the number of hours I spend working on it. So it's nice because when when I'm doing pieces, I can see, oh, okay, this one took me two hours. Oh, okay, this one took me six hours. So it's easy to, once I started doing more work, it was easy to see like, okay, this took me a few hours for, you know, two people, for example. So I kind of base my prices about like how much I want to be paid an hour and I also started at looking at other people um, in the industry. Um, but I think also like recently I have raised my prices now that I've been doing it for quite some time now, over half a year. Um, and since, you know, I, I do have professional training in art, I think it's just you kind of just have to think about how much you do want to be making an hour. And I don't think that any creative artist, anybody should be, should be making minimum wage for something that like this. Um, so I, it, you know, it did take some trial and error and I do adjust my prices still to this day. Um, so it definitely Which makes sense. Yeah, it definitely was a process, but I think I have it down now. So, okay. So, you know, we've been talking about the fact that you have two professions, you know, like you're an Australian and digital marketer. So as a digital marketer, what tips would you give to a fellow illustrator trying to market themselves on Instagram? So I would definitely say that it's important. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but it's important to keep up to date with all the social media platforms. And so Instagram has like a new feature that they're pushing um, and just utilize that feature, utilize all the features on social media. Um, it really is the best way to get in front of people's eyes. And then also just staying consistent, um, engaging with everyone. Another thing I think is replying to DMs 
um, fairly quickly. You don't want to leave. If someone reaches out about a commission, you don't want to leave it in sitting in your requests for a few days. Um, it's definitely important to be upfront because chances are they're reaching out to other people. Um, so just, just making sure that you're very consistent and engaging are very huge. Do you get most of your clients from Instagram? I do. Um, so I would, majority of my, of my commissions come from Instagram. The only one I, I feel like, because I really only have, I have an Etsy, um, but majority of what I do is solely on Instagram. Um, I do have a few people that I'm friends with text me, but they've obviously seen my stuff on my Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, majority, I would say basically 100% um, come from my Instagram. It's really amazing. This platform is amazing. It is. The number of people I've been talking to who told me they get their clients from Instagram is crazy. Uh, I did an interview with Morgan, who is a web developer. She gets most of her clients from Instagram as well. And she's a web developer, you know, like it's not oh, even wow. that visual, right? It's yeah, crazy. That's <laughs> really cool. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think everyone who has a business should be utilizing Instagram because it's huge. Everyone. I mean, I think also it's cool because a lot of, um, there's so many different ages. Like I know, you know, kids and like starting high school that I've Instagram up to like my mom has Instagram, for example, my dad has Instagram. So just really everyone has it. So it is definitely something that's super cool and definitely everyone should be using it. Mm -hmm. And I'd be curious to get your opinion on something. So last time I was talking with another person working in marketing and, um, we were talking about the difference between Facebook and Instagram. And back in the days, Facebook was huge. Uh, everybody was on it. And today, to be quite honest, um, I only use Facebook to for Messenger or uh, for Facebook groups. And I was wondering, what was your opinion about those two platforms? How would you compare them in terms of getting some clients? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that in, in terms of Instagram, it's how... Instagram is set up, the layout of Instagram, everything about it, it's so much easier for other people to find you. Whereas if you're a business and you have a Facebook page, unless you're paying for advertisements, it's harder for people to find you because they would specifically have to search for you. Whereas on Instagram, there's an explore page which recommends stuff where you see friends sharing different things that you can click on and find people that way. Whereas Facebook, I think just think it's so much harder to be found. Um, and I do think that if you have a business having a Facebook, like there's no problem with that. I just think that unless you're paying for Facebook ads, it is a lot harder for people to yep. find you. Hmm. So that's the cool thing about Instagram. Yeah. It's like you can still get clients organically. It's exactly. amazing. Exactly. And I, I, um, Instagram does paid advertisement too, obviously, but yeah. I've actually never used it. Um, I've never promoted anything on my Instagram and I'm as busy as ever. So it is very nice. It is. Um, so actually how would you like your own brand to evolve? So yeah, that's, let's see, I'm still kind of figuring it out. Um, but I do want to definitely do more products. Um, right now, a lot of what I do is just digital files and it's 
um, digital art, but I do want to start doing other, other things. Um, hopefully apparel, which would be really cool, like designs that I design. And I do have some stuff in the works, um, but also physical prints, um, maybe down the road, if I have a better space apartment, getting back into my paintings. Um, I left my business name very open because I, I, I have so many plans and ideas for it. Um, so I definitely am not going to stick strictly to digital art. Um, I love it and I know I'll always do it, but I definitely down the road, I'm going to offer, um, other things as well. That is amazing. I love that. Like evolving is so important. If at some point you get bored, you need to, to move on to something else. Like you cannot be stuck just because one formula was working yesterday. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. And I think that digital art as well is having a huge, you know, it's so popular right now. You see all kinds of businesses reposting digital art, which is awesome. But, you know, who knows if that's going to last forever. So it's definitely important to keep evolving. Mm -hmm. I agree with you because trends don't necessarily last. Like you never know what's going to exactly. happen. Yeah. Um, so we're coming to an end of this interview, but before leaving, I wanted to ask you a final question. What are your five most important tips for solo entrepreneurs, especially creatives? I would say definitely, um, know your worth, um, put in the time, work hard because it does take a lot of work. And if you don't put in the time, you're not going to see the results, be confident in everything that you do. Um, and just, and create for yourself. Don't worry about other people. So just, just enjoy, enjoy what you do and, and fully create for yourself and don't get caught up in follower numbers and, and everything like that. Definitely. Those are my top tips, stuff that I tell myself every single day as well. <laughs> and thank you for sharing them. And again, thank you for being here. I really appreciated it. And uh, thank you for giving me my, your time. Thank you so much. And before closing this episode, would you mind sharing with my audience how they could find you? Yes. Um, so I have an Instagram that is just Emma Westland Art, which is E-M-M-A-W-E-S-T-L-U-N-D. A-R-T. It's kind of long um, on Instagram. And then it's the same. It's the same on Etsy. Um, but also just searching Emma Westland art and design should work as well. So I really appreciate being on, though. This has been a lot of fun. So thank you. Thank you. Have a great evening. Thank you. You too. Well, guys, that's it for today's episode. Make sure you rate this, subscribe and share it with your friends. Talk to you soon.